This is The Mitch Gray Show, where we are bringing the art of humanity back to leadership. Subscribe to The Mitch Gray Show wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Mitch Gray Media, where you'll find each of our episodes and other resources that will equip, inspire, and empower you to lead well. And now, The Mitch Gray Show. What is up, brothers and sisters? Welcome to The Mitch Gray Show. Thanks for listening again today. We're doing something a little different. For those that are listening to the podcast, we're actually streaming today live on Instagram. We haven't done that too much and want to do more of that in a moment type creation. So welcome. If you're live on Instagram, thanks for checking out the Mitch Gray Show. Please subscribe anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Um, I am your host, Mitch Gray, and I am a small business and leadership consultant author of the new book, How to Hire and Keep Great People. So make sure you go order your copy of How to Hire and Keep Great People anywhere that you can order books. Um, The reviews we're getting are amazing and people are loving this book, the practicality of it, it's easy to read. And, And in this book, How to Hire and Keep Great People, I teach you how to recruit all stars, how to hire all stars, how to develop all stars, and how to be a leader that really leads from what I call your humanity. So subscribe to The Mitch Gray Show anywhere you listen to podcasts. Go order my new book, How to Hire and Keep Great People. You'll love it, I promise. So on today's episode of The Mitch Gray Show, we are going to talk about the real reason that people work. Yes, there are real reasons other than what you may think as a business leader or whatever your position is, there are reasons other than what you may think are reality. Um, And I know this because when I watch businesses and leaders advertise for jobs, for instance, in my local town, I was uh, walking around today, headed to lunch, and stores had, you know, now hiring signs up on their front doors, which isn't a bad idea. The problem is you're never gonna find great people that way. I shouldn't say never, rarely. Are you going to find great people with a sign on your door that says now hiring? The way you're going to find great people is to understand the real reasons people work, to have clarity on who and why you need to hire, and then to go find them. It's just like fishing, one of my favorite activities that I love to partake in. You have to be strategic. You have to know what you're fishing for. You have to know where to fish. And you can't just sit in your cabin in the mountains and hope the fish swim out of the water and crawl on the land and and plop into the frying pan or however you like to prepare your fish. It's not going to happen. You have to know where, how, and then you have to go. You have to take action. So today I'm going to prepare you on this episode of the Mitch Gray Show of why you're taking action because you have to have some knowledge of why people actually work. Guess what, friends? Here's a secret. It's not for benefits. It's just not. Um, Can benefits lure people in? Sure. But benefits will never keep people, especially high-performing people. So let's, let's take a look at the big picture of the real reason people work. There's a story being told. There's a story being told every day. We can see it through the data. We can see it by what people are saying. And if you're a great leader, you're going to be listening to your people and the story they're telling you. You're going to be taking note of that story. But I'm going to talk about data for a few minutes because this is data that's industry-wide. It's worldwide. It, It cuts across 
cultures and industry. This is the human story in the workplace. Are you ready? More than 50% of organizations globally have difficulty retaining their employees. So over half of organizations globally have a real difficult time keeping people. It's what I call the conveyor belt industry. And when you read my book, How to Hire and Keep Great People, or you read any of my content, you will know that I have a rule. When people are leaving your work, when people are choosing to quit and move on, that's a you problem, not a them problem. That's what I call the rule of reflection. When I was leading teams, when I was hiring and moving on from people, if anyone ever left outside of legalities, the first thing I did was usually literally go to the restroom, look in the mirror and say, what could I have done differently? So if that's happening to over 50% of organizations and it's a major issue, then we have a lot of leadership issues that we need to dive into. 49% of HR and hiring managers identify that better training programs are their number one need. So if you're listening to the show or you're watching us on LinkedIn, and you're a hiring Oftentimes, manager, we find ourselves living in a, a world manager, that has been constructed within ourselves that actually isn't going relatable to, to reality. That, right? So we have these self-constructed concepts the that then become self-imposed expectations that naturally set us up for failure, Google's version of lack programs. of success, Guess what, friend? because That's we just aren't in a relatable problem. fashion Having with reality. Maybe our plans, our strategies, or however we're moving forward with that reality, whatever that looks like, maybe they don't actually relate to the steps we're putting into practice. It's one thing to say, I want to be a best-selling author at 30. It's another thing to actually do what needs to be done to become a best-selling author. The third reason we fear failure is because of projected expectations. Projected expectation is the expectation that others put on us. So instead of becoming a best-selling author at 30, what this looks like is mom and dad maybe saying, hey, Mitch, you're going to be a doctor because our family is made of doctors and that's what we do in this family. We're doctors. And instead, I want to be really, an artist kind of a living in LA, doing whatever. And if so now my family all of a sudden has this lack of success definition issues. of failure for my own life, even though I've chosen the path that I want to go down. You're probably not I didn't want to become a doctor. I didn't so have a desire to, to become up. a doctor. I didn't want to go you're into the debt you have to go into to become a doctor. So I want to be an artist or whatever it is. Those projected expectations can actually set us up for great failure and it actually even more sets us up for sit on the fearing right the taking risks and trying new things because we're afraid of what others are going to say we're afraid of what you know oftentimes this is a family situation right or it could be close friends if we take a, a leap a dive a jump into something crazy we worry about what others are going to think of us got to be a creator that can cause us to fear failure there's almost nothing worse than coming back and saying it didn't work it didn't work well one third of the fourth reason we 
fear failure is the value of others, and it has to do what with what I just said. We're so worried about what others are going to think of us if we try something and it doesn't work that we fear it. And 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 it's I want to say that is a substantial emotion. Don't doubt that emotion. Don't rob yourself from fearing and feeling that fear of what others might think. Now the difference is. Third work through that emotion, but don't overvalue what others are thinking. It's okay to have a close group of friends or leader. family that you no go to and say, hey, I'm thinking about this idea. I'm thinking about trying this. I just need maybe some, some sensible thoughts. It's another thing for them to give you their opinion, the and that opinion now becomes the sure central value to how you live your life. So the reasons we fear failure, self-imposed expectations, self-constructed concepts, projected expectation of others onto us or why and then the value of others. Or the needs of your team so then how do we get around this it has nothing right to do with that when i googled so, so, the definition so of failure and it said small, lack of really success which no one wants to live that way but then i also told you i believe we need to run toward friends, failure not away from it how do we get through that mistake. all of those self-imposed expectations constructs that we create the projected expectations and the opinions and values of others how do we get around that to not be afraid to fail but actually say failure is a key element to my growth so here are three healthy ways to view failure because you first have to change your perception of things before you can actually start living them. Three healthy ways to view failure. And this can be for you personally or if you're in a leadership position. I would even encourage you to use this among your team. Reshape and recraft and reframe and rethink failure among your team members. That's a valuable conversation to have. The first healthy view of failure is this. Because you're hiring you failure as a class or a course. Selected in other words, don't give failure for, so much value that you're like, oh my gosh, if I don't succeed at that, everyone's going to say something, I'm going to feel like an idiot, and it's just not going to work. Instead, view it like a class that you're enrolling in. You're enrolling in this class called failure, and what you're going to learn to do is try all kinds of new stuff, and neat stuff, and cool stuff, and stuff that makes you come alive, and you're going to get to really screw it up really quickly, and that's the way you pass the class. You actually pass the class you by failing. You should be so good at recruiting. So when you view failure as a class a or a course that you're taking, what you're doing is you're learning what works and, when and you what do doesn't that, work. You never hire I actually think that one of the greatest mistakes that can happen to a young person is that they have I, I success on, uh, too early. The other day. Because it spoils them, right? It spoils them, them when they have success early and they don't know how to turn or to face or to walk through when they don't have moments of success, when they have failure. And so rethink the idea of failure and look at every it week, as a class or a course that you're learning what works and what doesn't work. <laughs> the bottom line Number two, is you view failure as a roadmap toward to success. And then Actually look at failure as it's, it's guiding you. You're learning what works, you're learning what doesn't work, and you're walking through this so idea of having a guide in life. If everything goes right, you're not going to learn very much. But when things go wrong, or when you have to make decisions, or when you have to pivot, or when you have to reshape what's happening in life, then you can really learn the good stuff. So view failure as your roadmap 
towards because success. Because you and your high performers, you and know lastly, what you need. View failure as your training. You're going to identify people. You know, when you're looking barista, to change your diet or you're looking you to great. change your life the or maybe you went to the doctor the and the doctor said, hey, nice you're faced job. with these health the issues if you don't make some major changes. You usually go to a gym people, or you, you hire a trainer or a coach or an, an expert in that area to help you find the health you need. You do that so view failure as your trainer, view failure as your guide, as the person that's helping you shift and change and make the, the, the necessary needed um, they put very little of their time changes that, are, that, that need to happen to for you to find success the changes that need to happen for you to step into your you full your potential and your full being and if you want to grow your view revenue failure as a class or a course view failure as your roadmap and leading and view failure as your training as quick just like you would hire a coach to get you through something learn how to hire learn how to interview and learn how to develop again when I went to Google and said what does failure mean and it said lack of success I just thought, boy, that, the next that's minutes. so The crazy wrong. thing is this Failure story of data that I just shared with you. That you're trying to find the story that really isn't making success. And so the big question so fail is fail more often. Run toward really failure. Embrace failure. Try new things. Learn new things. Talk with new people. Put yourself out there. You may have to set boundaries on how much you do that, and barrier. you should. It's our largest challenge. Do it. Be if over 50% to the work HR that you love and hiring to do. Managers are telling us and when you can shift and rethink and reframe what failure means to you, it's going to open a whole your world to possibility to and else. to potential. Well, then we have to get into Share it with me. Let me know how you're viewing right. failure. There's a real reason. Let me know how it's working out for so you. I'd leaving? love to hear some stories about how and you failed, and fell go, flat okay, on so your face, leaving, and it didn't work. What would happen because those are really the awesome the stories within humanity. Thank you again for listening to The Mitch Grace Show. Subscribe anywhere you listen to podcasts. Also subscribe to our YouTube channel, Mitch Gray Media. And we look forward to talking to you soon. Right? You've got to know what those real reasons are, and I'm going to give them to you. So you're about to get gold here. You're about to get the, the, the secret behind the curtain. These are the four real reasons, the larger reasons that people go to work. Number one, greater purpose. Believe it or not, believe it or not, every single person that works with you or for you is really working for greater purpose. And here's what I mean by that. It's built into our human DNA to want to be part of something larger than ourselves, a greater purpose, a greater calling to fulfill a passion. And when you can tie that greater purpose to, their, to work, to everyday activity, you are now fulfilling a deep human desire that every single one of us have. I love this statement. People take a job for money, but they stay because of purpose. There's actually a statistic that says when people leave a job and go to another company, business, organization, they move for less than a 20% increase in pay. If someone's making $20 an hour, less than 20% is not much money. So what that tells us is that person is actually leaving because they are no longer fulfilled. The number one peop reason people work is greater purpose. And the number one reason someone will leave your organization for another one, greater purpose. Number two, 
The real reason people work is leadership they can trust. One of the top leaders to job dissatisfaction is lack of transparent leadership. When you, as a leader, hide behind the veil, you stay in your office, you're always on your phone, you're always on your tablet or computer, you don't have a connection with your team and with your people and with your, your department leads or your team leads. When you lack that connection, you're not a person they can trust. I have seen owners and business leaders walk into their own store and someone ask, who is that? Are you kidding me? I've seen that with my own eyes. I've heard it with my own ears. That an employee of this person doesn't even know who they are. Do you think that's leadership they can trust? When a team member just thinks that that person is a stranger walking in the door? Fortunately, years and years ago, two decades ago, I worked for a company. And I remember the first time I met the CEO unbelievable guy, still the CEO of that company, one of the most down-to-earth leaders ever. What's crazy is I, you know, that was back before social media and technology and everything. But what was interesting is the message of that CEO was so powerful that the first time I met that CEO, it was like I already knew him because people talked about him so much. He communicated so well. And even though I had never seen him in person, the first time he walked through my door, I knew exactly who that was. That's great leadership. And that is leadership that you can trust. So if you, if you wanna stop the door on people walking out of your organization to go to someone else, then be a leader they can trust. The number three reason that people work, the real reason people work is appreciation. I said a minute ago that we all had this innate human desire to be a part of something greater than ourselves. Every single one of us do. We also have something wired in us that really feeds off of appreciation. It's nice to know that someone recognizes you. It's nice to be seen. It's great to hear someone that's above you in the ecosystem of work come down to your level and say, Mitch, Great job today, I appreciate your effort. That is fuel that will fan the flame of excellence. Appreciation is fuel that will fan the flame of ex excellence. Positive reinforcement is the single most powerful action you can take. Positive reinforcement is the single most powerful action you can take because those words of affirmation those words of appreciation or even the acts of appreciation, buying your people a cup of coffee on Fridays, buying them lunch, writing a handwritten thank you note to your employees or their family, saying how much you appreciate what they do for your organization, doing little creative things that cost you little to nothing except time and energy is the fuel that will fan the flame of excellence. If you don't show appreciation, they're gonna find someone who does. And as soon as they find someone who does, they're gonna be walking out your door. So the real reason people work is appreciation. And lastly, the real reason people work is mentorship. Listen to this story. 93% of employees would stay at a company longer if they were given the opportunity and their careers were invested in. 
So let me rephrase that a little bit. I didn't say it very well, but 93% of employees. So the majority of people working would stay at a company longer if that company invested in the future of that employee, their career, their education, their opportunity. No one wants to work at a place that they have no opportunity to grow. No one wants to work at a place where they have no opportunity to move up. It's hopeless. There's an ancient saying that says, where there is no hope, the people die. And when you talk about mental health and emotional health and spiritual health, and we talk about that a lot in my new book, How to Hire and Keep Great People, really what we're talking about is the spirituality of the workplace. And spirituality is so founded on hope. The ability to think that something greater awaits. And not just awaits, but knowing that I have the opportunity to achieve that. It's really in the opportunity to achieve that hope comes to life. And so if you want to be a leader that people can trust, if you want to build a culture that doesn't have a problem hiring, if you want to build a culture that has incredibly high performers or great service-oriented people or people with positive attitude, a place that positivity and energy is just exuding, then you better learn how to be a mentor and you better learn how to invest in the careers, education, and opportunity of your people. And there are a lot of great creative ways you can, you can do that. That can be very achievable. You don't have to pay for everyone's college. You can do something smaller, or maybe you could pay for everyone's college. A lot of companies do that as well. The bottom line is find a way to mentor people. Set up a program so that when they walk in the door every day, they have that hope of achievement, that something is possible, and it's just not stagnant every single day. People want an opportunity. And that opportunity better be related to appreciation, leadership, and greater purpose. Because those are the real reason people work. Do they need to make money? Yes. But the data has shown us over and over and over again for decades on end, for as long as studies have been taken and people have been asked questions and publications have happened, the story tells us the truth, and the truth is people don't stay for money. They stay when they're appreciated. They stay when they have great leadership. They stay when they can be mentored, and they stay when they have greater purpose. So if you want to build your all-star your all team, if you want to build a culture that is empowering, then you better learn to show some gratitude, and you better learn to appreciate people, and you better set up a mentorship program that gives people hope. If you create these opportunities for people, I promise you, you will have zero problem keeping your team together and attracting more people than you could ever, ever hire. If you're ready to take your team to the next level, reach out to us. Make sure you spread the word on The Mitch Gray Show. You can check out our website, mitchgraymedia.com, to find out more about how you can grow your team and to learn the real story of what's taking place. But before any of that, make sure you go order my new book, How to Hire and Keep Great People. I'm so excited to get this in your hands. I'm so excited to help you learn how to lead well and to reach, reach your potential as a leader. Thanks for listening to The Mitch Gray Show Instagram. Thanks for tuning in live, and we will talk to you soon.